Right, now we've got one big problem with this podcast. What? We don't have any pro introducers. Well, I, I think I was going to say you, Tom, because you've got the sexy northern drawl. Yeah, but I, I fucking hate introducing things. Oh, yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm here with Stu Oswald. Hello. And Hush. Hello. And we're here to talk about games. What yeah. a surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this week we're going to be talking about uh, the games we've been playing for the 4 in February challenge. We are now two weeks in. Two weeks deep, you could say. Some yeah. of us have been more successful than others. Uh, we seem to be the least successful three out of the group. Yes, this is why sure. we're the ones talking today, yes. Yes, is this our punishment? Yes, you suck at playing games, so do the podcast. We, we drew the short uh, straw, right? Hey, maybe yeah. if we're doing less podcasts, we'd be able to finish. The other mm. exactly. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't make any sense. It should be them playing, um, doing this instead of us, right? Yeah, there are two people who finished all their games, and they're just like skimping on the podcast. Yeah, terrible. Terrible people. Anyway... Good. Uh, we have actually managed to complete some stuff, uh, so I guess we're going to go ahead and talk about our experiences thus far. Uh, we're going to start with you, Hush. Oh no, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've been having a bit of a struggle. Uh, it's For me, as you know, time is a problem, but um, I'm actually not doing too bad. So I, I, in all honesty, when I came to this, I thought, okay, I'm going to find a schedule and like uh, try to project when I'll be able to finish all of this. And um, I wanted to do like at least half by the middle, uh, by the second week, and I managed to do it. Maybe they're <laughs> the easiest games or quickest ones, but uh, at least I did it. It could have been worse, I guess. So yeah, I had to play two games. So Hitman Go. So um, this is my my mobile, my commute game, and uh, Hotline Miami. Um, so yeah, Hitman Go is something that I've. I, I've seen a lot. Uh, I've read about it. Actually, I downloaded it a long time ago, and I did one or two levels. But because I didn't actually commute, I didn't play that much on my phone or my tablet. But uh, nowadays, actually, it's something that makes sense, and it's something I wanna I wanna pursue and explore. And uh, yeah, I played this game. It was it was very very nice actually. Um, so I played a lot of Hitman uh, in the beginning, the first and the second. Um, well, I think it was only on PC back in the day um but then after that i just i saw a lot of it but didn't actually play it i've always liked it but i don't know for one reason or another i i never picked it up um but i saw this as a good opportunity to to go back to it to uh, to see what agent 47 is doing and um i i already felt like this game was going to be something that i would like but i wasn't uh, i didn't know exactly how the game was but um but yeah I, I was right i was very very uh, pleasantly surprised with uh, what they could actually do with the uh, with a game like this. It's it's basically a turn-based, I don't know, puzzle-ish kind of game, and um, it, it's cool because um, they have uh, their own. St- it's not really a story because it's just different missions, but it it picks up a little bit from missions from uh, different levels from previous games, and they give it uh, the 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 turn-based table game twist um, and it's pretty cool it's um, 
I don't know if you guys seen it before, or if you guys even tried it before. I've I've, I've tried seen it. it. Yeah. I own it. I... I've never booted it because I only have a iPod. <laughs> iPod Shuffle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't really work on the iPod Shuffle. So too how well. did you even get it if you can't even play it? <laughs> no, I can play it. it. It does work on the iPod, but uh, I got it actually free. I think IGN were giving it away on one of their promotions. Ah, okay. And I grabbed it, and then, much as I've grabbed many games for my iPod, and then I realized that the iPod is absolutely naff in terms of being able to play a game so on that it. That grabbing was pretty selfish. There's some poor person out there who can run it, who missed out. Yeah, but if they can afford to buy a bigger iOS device, they can screw off, can't they? They can afford to pay three ninety nine for the game. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they could afford one, but not the other, and now they're really sad. Well, they should have got an Android tablet and then loads of games. And they spiraled into a life of crime, and they're now homeless. So, hope you're happy. Thank you for that. I mean, if you know, if they come around and they they tell me that story, I'll I'll make amends. You know, that's fine. You'll, you'll you know. throw them a. You'll, you'll buy yeah, them a McMuffin. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy them Hitman Go on their iPod. Or Lara Croft Go. Uh, so, are you playing? Are you playing on Android or so, iOS? Yeah, Android. Um, I started. I finished it. I didn't 100 percent it yet, but this is something I'm trying to do. Because um, so, so the game is is, is is very simple the concept. So you you're agent forty seven and um, you have your you start in tables with like little little dolls little um, pieces of uh, um, one of those board games miniatures and miniatures. I think I can find the word. And um, there's basically on in, in the board there are a set of opponents so enemies that have different uh, movements. It's a bit like chess per se. Some of them move mm. sideways, others don't even move. Uh, some of them move two, um, two, uh, two steps. So basically you start in one end and you need to go to another. And uh, you need to find a way to go through every little... Um, how do you, uh, every little... Uh, how do you call it? It's... Space? Yeah, because it's like on, on rails. It's a predetermined uh, um, way they go through. But depending on what's the movement of uh, of um, your opponents, depending on the little missions, side side missions you need to do, like picking up um, um, picking up um, uh, suitcases with something, things like that. Depending on that, you need to change a lot your route. So it's it's um, it's actually very interesting because it makes me think a lot. And obviously, it's it's very similar to what happened to me in uh, <laughs> Hitman uh, um, in Hotline Miami, where a lot of what I did was just Pure luck. <laughs> Didn't you play the first eight levels or so without knowing you could lock onto enemies? Um, this is Hotline Miami. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I finished the game. Speaking about looking your way through a game. You yeah. Know? I, I I finished the game without even using that, so I I couldn't use it. <laughs> so so you're either you've got some good Twitch skills or you're just incredibly lucky. I'm just really fast. I see everything very slowly. Okay. You know? Um. I I don't know. I really don't know. It was it, the thing. The same thing happened on Hitman, which is like repetition, 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 and eventually you just get it. Mm. You can you can see it clearly, and uh, and yeah, this is what happened to me in uh, in Hitman. Some of these things that uh, allow me to go through with them, like you need to go under twenty five steps or moves or whatever it's called, or and when you do that, you need to make sure that you never kill a certain uh, enemy or you're not seen by another enemy. Sometimes I did it without even knowing what was happening, but um, that was the exception. The, the rule was that I knew perfectly what was happening. 
Um, but it was nice. It's actually it's a very nice game to to play if you have only like half an hour in the train, the bus, something like that. So it's, it's a very nice looking game. Yeah, as well. It's true. It's true. And uh, the music is very nice. It makes sense with the with the levels, with the the, the tension that you're supposed to be feeling. Um, it changes. Doesn't change a lot, but um, but it's 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 good enough for you to to allow you to think because you need to think a lot in this game. Um, it's a bit like chess. And um, <laughs> one thing that I've I've noticed is that um, m- almost every single level has some someone with a dog. And, um, and they usually say, um, make sure you finish this uh, this level without killing the dogs. It's almost impossible for me not to kill the dogs. I don't I don't know why. It, it's <laughs> it's it's just a thing. It sounds really bad when I say it, but I don't know. Yeah, so, unfortunately, go play that is not going to cover your uh, therapy bills. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I took because this is uh, Android, and uh, I currently don't have uh, any Wi-Fi or three G on my my tablet. I was just basically taking some screenshots of the level completion and just to see how I was going. And uh, I do have proof that most of them uh, have all the objectives except the one where I can manage to do it without killing the dogs or at least one dog, which is crazy, but. Uh, this is why I want to do 100% because well, I do have time. I still have two weeks, um, and it's like I said, a bit of repetition. So after you figure out how to do it once, you just need to work on do it a bit more efficiently. Um, but yeah, I I really liked it because it's one of those games that uh, you can just pick up for a little bit and then put it down, and the following day you continue. And there's there's not much to it, so it's nice. You don't need to think too much. You just go. <laughs> Actually, makes sense what I just said. And he comes full circle. Yeah. All right. So, what about your what about your your first PC challenge, which was uh, Hotline Miami? Oh, no. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, because this is what we've got video evidence of you yes, playing. I didn't do that badly, I think, because I, I managed to finish it in under seven hours, which is decent, at least for me. I think you finished it faster than I've got to the last boss. Yeah, but that's that doesn't mean much, right? Hey, <laughs> um, but uh, I was having a lot of fun because it was the first time I was actually streaming, like ever. And um, the first time I did it, I I, I was freaking out a little bit because <laughs> the game is really nice. The visually is, it's it's dirty, it's hard, you know. It's it feels cool when you're playing it, and uh, the sound is really cool. I really liked the the soundtrack on that. And yeah, basically when I was streaming, I was just singing. Most of the time, um, and I, I even had a, a former work colleague that <laughs> she was telling me that uh, she came to see me, and she um, she was saying that she was missing uh, working with me, listening to me, annoying her uh, <laughs> while I was just singing. She was trying to work, so <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, everybody, come and watch our live streams if you want to see Hush sing away <laughs> during Hotline Miami. I'm, I'm not gonna sing anymore with the. Uh, with Grim Fandango. Well, and I was gonna say, yeah, they're they're not live anymore. You know, I don't don't want to get us done under the Trade Descriptions Act. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if he is live, he may be yes. singing. Okay, let's you know, yeah. let's put some conditional work in there. Allegedly, Hush has been known to sing while streaming. There's re- there's um, recorded proof, but there's currently not live proof. No, that's true. But one one question that I had for you for Hotline, I think Hotline's famous enough. We don't have to really go through what the game is about or whatever. But um, would you have finished that game if you were not doing the challenge? Um, like, or would you have got frustrated to the point of giving up like I did? I'm on the last boss and I quit. I probably wouldn't finish it only because when I play, 
um, if it's a challenge, it's a challenge. So of course I'm gonna finish it. But if um, if I'm just playing in my spare time without any commitments, I prefer to play something that uh, I can easily go through and just relax through it. Because this game is it's cool. I really like to do it because of my competitive nature. But uh, it can be super frustrating. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I really like it. Now after I finished it, I, I think I should have played it, but probably wouldn't, actually. You've played it as well, haven't you? Steve? I have, but I'm at complete peace that I will never bother finishing Hotline Miami or a sequel because I don't like challenging games. I've had the sequel since day one. I've not even booted it. I mean, aside from like, you know, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, I can't be doing that. Oh. Yeah, that's that's strange. Like, why? What's the difference then for you between something like Hotline Miami and the fact that you're like new game? What is it? Plus five in Bloodborne now. Six. Plus Come six on. now. And and what level? Uh, two sixty. Okay, so you're two sixty and new game plus six in Bloodborne. Yet you say uh, couldn't couldn't be bothered with Hotline because it's a bit hard. Well, it's it's the difference of like yeah, Hotline is very twitchy, right? And you know, mm. Blood Bloodborne not so much as the Souls series, but still more than a hotline Miami's, you know, it's more slow, it's more considered, you know. I know they share similarities in if you if you learn like enemy movement and placement, you're gonna, you know, eventually get free stuff. But I think it's just yeah, yeah the, the twitchiness um of hotline compared to those games. Mm. So it's not really the frustration factor, it's it's more like the speed. Yeah, yeah. It's the same it with like irritating. Super Meat Boy for example. Oof, same same yeah. deal for me. That's another one I tried and I, I just didn't try it again. I did it once. I'm like, mm, <laughs> no. Yeah, I know Uli's got like 100% on that. <laughs> on Super Meat Boy. Uh, yeah. He's a freak. He is a crazy <laughs> maybe, person. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. I've got to like level 10 on Super Meat Boy. But anyway, so did you did you enjoy Hotline Miami as an experience? Yes, of course. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a really well-designed game. It's a nice game. And uh, well, I I was playing it. I was um, I was thinking about GTA One at least. Mm-hmm. It's uh, quite similar, I guess. Some I think ideas. it takes a lot from that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought as well. Um, also, the Drake song, Hotline Bling, but that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> only only you hush know anything about yeah. Drake. Welcome welcome group. to the inside of Hush's mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know it's music. It's fine. Um, GTA One and Drake. And Drake. Okay. What a mix. <laughs> what a mix. Uh, but this game, this game's really cool. And uh, if if um, if you actually go and uh, check out our recordings and, and on um, on Twitch, you're gonna see that uh, I thought I was gonna finish the game in like half an hour because I was in the <laughs> final chapter. But yeah, I did notice that there were three or four more chapters, so that was a bit um, annoying. But but it was okay, especially because the those chapters were a bit different. Like the the gameplay was different, different character. It kind of connected to uh, or tied in with the with the story of the game, and, which, by the way, I, I I was super confused. I'm like, I, I I didn't know what was happening. I think you're supposed to be super confused. Yeah, and those conversations <laughs> and my comments were very clear. It's like I have no idea what is happening. Um, quick 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 question: Did you play it whilst listening to the Drive soundtrack? <laughs> no, why no. not? No, but I understand the connection. I do understand the connection. I mean, obviously, its own soundtrack is another thing it's famous for. But yeah, it's very much in the style of Drive. No, it's true. It's true. And uh, but the soundtrack here, so the the crazy, crazy music they had was pretty cool. I really liked it. 
and um, I think you need something a bit faster, like fast-paced, in order to actually play that game. Because Rive is, is a bit too calm, and that game you need to just go, go, go. You know? And um, man, but yeah, mo most of the times, like I said before, I was just <laughs> just getting in. I, I would always get the um, the tiger mask, the one that you just punch someone in the face and kill them. <laughs> uh, thanks, Bob, for this, because when he told me about this, it changed my game completely. <laughs> and uh, I was just go, 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 like try to go as fast as I possibly could, punching people in the face and killing them. So that that game that game with that style of music, uh, sort of, and what you were saying, Stu, about drive and that kind of atmosphere and stuff, I really, really want to see like a modern day Streets of Rage. Oof, yeah. With that kind of soundtrack and that kind of neon, sort of grim, uh, dirty aesthetic. Yeah. I think that would be really well, cool. I mean, it's it's not grim or or dirty or gritty, but obviously, Double Dragon neon. Definitely suits, yeah, suits the style drive. and music of yeah drive. But it was just a bit silly yeah, for me yeah, in that game. I, I want a proper just like brutal, you know, because because the thing is, Streets of Rage was like dirty, you know, it was dystopian. It had there was trash blowing in the breeze. There were you know it was the eighties sort of punk thing going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that would really work with this sort of like dirty soundtrack, you know. <laughs> Dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty. All right. So you did Hitman Go and you did Hotline Miami. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're also enjoying right now Hush struggling with Grim Fandango, but <sighs> you haven't played too much of that. No, no. I think it's because he's going backwards in the alphabet. He's very comfortable with the two games that have the same letter as his first name. And now he's he's gone back to G and it's not working. What? The first letter? Ah. Yeah, because Miami and Hitman Go, and now you're doing Grim Fandango. You're going backwards through the it's alphabet. Not my name, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you confused me. Uh, but yeah, my idea was to get um, the quick ones, but I was really afraid of uh, Hotline Miami because I knew that it needed a lot of skill. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, it... not that much if you finished it. What? <laughs> Burn. Payback. Okay. Hotline Burn Ami. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so I, I wanted to start grim fandango mid-month so i would be i would have some sort of sense of accomplishment for finishing two games already so i feel motivated to play what will be the uh, probably longest uh and more confusing for me kind of game because it's not the type of game that i'm used to play and um i do think that max Payne, because it's in brazilian and it's max Payne, will be fun to stream and to just play so i think i'm going to try to do that in like two big goes um by the end of the month <laughs> i'm good luck. i'm enjoying it because i really knew you were going to struggle with grim fandango yeah it was <laughs> some things for anybody that hasn't listened in before we did sort of put the no googling yeah caveat is very on on this challenge for everybody i mean it's a blanket thing yeah um you know and yeah yesterday i don't know how far along i am because that game doesn't not very actually... no, not not at all hush it's, <laughs> it's a pretty long game yeah i know it's a super cool game i love it but it's you know it's it's in that bracket of hasn't aged too well yeah i remember yes. at school being stuck like literally a week on one puzzle but again you know that was pre-internet it's but... uh it's a very intelligent looking game it makes you think um, but sometimes what I'm trying to do is to think inside the box. I mean, I, I think I made a comment while you were streaming um, that to me it's not much of a remaster, but that's more of a compliment of the game as it's it was. Originally. I mean, 
mm-hmm. it was always a nice looking game and then yeah you you flick between the filters and basically all they've really done yeah. is added some yeah some different control options and maybe touch up the characters a little bit but to, to me the the background's pretty much untouched yeah it looks like that exactly yeah. like that. so um, again just a compliment to the original game more than a criticism on the remaster it's it's uh, very interesting to play don't get me wrong um it's just not the type of game that I usually play, but it is a positive. I think so. if I think if a game makes you fail this challenge, it's going to be this one. We'll see about that. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, <laughs> Max Payne is yeah, straightforward. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Straightforward, and I can just like shoot well, my way it. out. It. Yeah. There's wow. one level that might, or one bit of one level in Max Payne that might keep you stuck, but we'll discuss that another day. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. Well, shall we move on to Stu? I don't want to get too far into Grim Fandango because you've just yeah. sort of scratched the surface yes, of it. Yes, I hoped I uh, did a bit more than that, but I guess I didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I was quite surprised, actually, because I took my eyes off your stream yesterday mm. for a little bit. I was cooking, and I came back. I left you on in the background. I came back, and you'd actually got further than I'd expected you to. Uh, uh, him, uh, so Stu and Earl were also uh, on the stream, and they gave me a couple of pointers because that's allowed. Yes. So it's okay. Yeah, if somebody wants to come into your stream and give you help, like somebody did for sticks for me, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> then that is that is fully allowed. Please, but actually, like, please do. <laughs> yeah, please come and watch. Uh, what's your Twitch name actually? Uh, unhushable. Unhushable, unhushable. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move on to you, Stu. Yay! Just a fellow struggler. <laughs> In the 4AF challenge, what's been going on? Okay, I mean, so as people have been following, I've only finished one game currently. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna preface this by saying here that you know the game I've completed is is Citizens of Earth. This game is not an evil game. You know, it's not wanting to kill people. It's maybe not even a bad game. I think it is very bad for this challenge. <laughs> um, I have had an atrocious time c- completing that game. My final um, playtime was just under sixteen hours. Oof. which I think for this game, I was kind of anticipating it being, you know, maybe 12 hours a, a push. But my God, did I struggle with this game. <laughs> it's, you know, it's um, I've got 10, 10 videos of it up on YouTube for anyone who's interested. And again, like I said, it's not a bad game. Um, there's definitely some questionable level design. Um, you know, the quest system, the quest tracking is the worst I've ever experienced. Like, there's... <laughs> basically no details um like an example of you know it's about recruiting citizens there are 40 citizens in total and you will constantly find yourself you know i'm trying to progress some of the story and I'll, I'll hit a brick wall because i don't have a particular citizen and then i need to spend like four hours trying to work out how to recruit these citizens and i mean i think one example is you know from the very start you get the quest to recruit the secretary and it just says basically the quest is, you know, to recruit me, finish my tasks. And I'm like, okay, so what what the hell does that mean? So I could spend hours trying to find out what you have to do to, to get that citizen. And then it turns out you basically have to complete the game and then you'll get him. <laughs> it is one of the most obtuse and obscure, badly level designed map system quest tracking game I've ever experienced. It, it just sounds good for an RPG. It, I mean, it's it's basically it's like it's a it's a Earthbound like homage. And again, you know, at the start, I think everyone was enjoying it. Like I was enjoying it. It was funny. It was nice. The music was cool. Um, you know, I think people from from 
from the GoPlay that crew were enjoying it. But I think, you know, as they followed my my slow descent into hell, <laughs> you know, that opinion changed. And, you know, the music, again, which is cool, quickly makes you want to start killing people because there's actually not much of it. Um, basically, the, this game was my heart of darkness. <laughs> you know, I, I did notice, like, the, the repetition of phrases going into battles. And... Uh, you would have thought in a game that was so long and full of so many fights they would have maybe recorded some more dialogue. I mean, to, to me, like, the whole experience was very claustrophobic. I think it was, you know, a, f- a few reasons. Um, having it as part of the challenge, I felt obviously under the, the pressure of the challenge. Um, streaming it as well, I kind of never wanted to make, you know, I wanted to always leave a stream in a nice place and then pick it up the next time. So I kind of felt a bit constrained in how much I could play. Um, there were a couple of times where I got fed up and did some offline playing without streaming and then went back to the stream. Um, but a lot of my videos, I think you'll find basically an hour and a half, two hours of me basically trying to make 10 minutes progress and failing. Um, <laughs> I had one stream which ended in a crash and I nearly gave up on life. And then I had a c- couple of days later, one of my streams, I just got so far. I was literally, it was a whole stream of me trying to get one side of one screen to the other side of the same screen. And I just gave up and just basically stopped the stream. I was like, I cannot cope with this anymore. Um, I mean, the weird thing is this game, if you if you look around, it's like, you know, it's quite critically acclaimed and lots of people love it. Um, and again, I think that ties in for me not saying it's, it's saying it's not a bad game. But again, under these circumstances and with some of the issues I do think it inherently has, it's, you know, ended up being a huge struggle. Yeah, you played, you said 16 hours playtime yes. and you did that in, in probably around about a week, yes. 10 days, something like that. Yes, it was challenging yeah and i think i think the big problem was the was the compression the time compression and the fact that you were not making any progress for huge chunks of time like i was watching you for one stream in particular where you were trying to get the gardener yep and you just couldn't couldn't work it out like even the problem was not even the puzzle being weird or difficult it was just moving around the levels seemed to yeah well i mean that's the other thing but by because i pretty much stayed with the same the same group of characters to through the whole game um, in for my battle squad, they were super leveled up. I got them to just under level 50 by the end. So I was like, you know, destroying most enemies in one hit. But still, there was this, in, especially in some areas like the desert area, there's so many enemies on the screen. Um, and they basically, you cannot move t- two centimeters without getting attacked. So again, it's like, you know, you're, you feel very claustrophobic because you're trying to, you're trying to see where to go you're always constantly running away from and being attacked by enemies and then going into the battle screen which then obviously you know is over in a few seconds because i'm so overpowered but you know you have to go through all the rigmarole of like yeah the the witty one-liners which are no longer witty the annoying music the kind of pretty slow navigation of like attacking and then you know once the enemy's defeated they're still like you know se- several seconds of faff basically um so yeah, it was it was very very frustrating. Um, you know, the, there's 40 citizens to collect. I think I got I don't know maybe 15 or so. Um, I pretty much got to a point where I, I felt like I had all the ones I needed to at least not get any blockers. But obviously, then I still did get some blockers. Um, I think what a good example of one thing that frustrated me was um, so each time you get a citizen, they have like these talents they can use. So for example, your brother who you start with can order you food. Um, to replenish your items and stuff 
and the pilot who's a character I've, you know you find later on she can basically you know once you level up her up she can fly you to any location so i thought okay you know i'll get her level her up um and then that'll basically help the game because i can just go wherever i want without having to find it but i you know there's there's also a feature where you can send them to school for like 15 minutes an hour or eight hours and doing that obviously they get xp and it's a nice way to level them up without having them in your party so you know i thought i'd be clever and i left her training for eight hours and you know went to bed turned off my <laughs> ps4 and was like okay tomorrow i'll start the stream she'll be leveled up i can fly wherever i want boot the game and she's not leveled up at all because they expect you for those eight hours that's in game time it's not a that is rough. like i mean eight hours is technically probably a completion of that game if you're not struggling if you yeah if you know what you do so who you know who, who is that going to benefit having someone in the background training for eight hours real game time it just doesn't make any sense to me they really want you to play that game for a long time yeah and i mean yeah i could leave my my console on with her leveling up but you know i'm going to come back to my house burned down so (laughs) I, i don't want the game to have that over me as well priorities yeah so yeah that was um that, that was fun basically i so a similar question to what i asked uh hush about hotline miami uh i mean would you have finished it or would you have it do you think you would have enjoyed it more outside of the challenge I, i've i've owned the game for years so i definitely wanted to play it. i mean this was my choice also this was the one i locked down for my own choice um mm-hmm. i would have played it i would have finished it it wouldn't have stressed me out so much um as soon as i finished it i did go straight to my you know my the the, the xmb and delete it and i'm the saddest thing about this playing this game is that i could not stream me deleting it because obviously you know once you're out of the game you're not streaming it anymore so i would have loved to have it ended with me deleting that game (laughs) it was recorded with your phone i could have done but i wasn't that committed to it (laughs) i can i i'm when when i talk about my game i'll say the same thing but i then discovered how difficult it is to hold a mobile while recording while navigating on a ps4 controller with your other hand you sound like someone who should be you know expert at controlling things one-handed whilst doing other fun things with your hand be very careful <laughs> where this conversation is going i sound like a wanker yes. thanks <laughs> you sound like a person who enjoys themselves yes <laughs> but yeah okay so moving on from citizens citizens of earth which i guess you would citizens may- of fuck off <laughs> You maybe would have enjoyed it without, you know, the like you say, the stressful yeah. clock. Again, it wasn't a bad game. It was just bad for this challenge, and that's on me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are you playing now? What's your second game? I your, am your... currently about, I think, just over halfway through uh, Beyond Good and Evil, which I've never played before. Um, yes, people are probably fainting in the audience right now. <laughs> I have the vapors, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've played. I've only played like a quarter of it. Well, on the game I'm going to be super controversial and shock everyone's world. I think it's okay. I don't understand where the hype is. I mean, it's difficult to come to these, you know, these classics, these highly revered games so late. But to me, like, you know, the, I know it's more about the story in this game, but I mean, you know, the, the gameplay is, is basic. The camera is pants. The hovercraft should not is not fit for the public. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I was I was actually having this conversation at lunch today with Rob, and I think it's I think it was easier 
back then for games to be quickly considered classics because I'm pretty sure that there's been better games since it's been released which have basically been panned whereas this is held off as a classic I'm I'm very much in the same boat and I'm going to be quite controversial here but Half-Life 2 man I don't like it you don't like Half-Life 2 no, I, th- I thought it was all right, but again, I came in late on that game. I played Half-Life 1, mm-hmm. never played Half-Life 2 until somebody lent me the orange box for Xbox 360. Wait a minute, that's already first mistake. Okay, using a, but anyway, using a PC, I didn't like it. Obviously. Yeah, but I've never had a PC that's good. So <laughs> Half-Life 2 runs in anything. Like you can use a, it runs on a potato. It runs yes. on your iPod. It's a, yeah. your iPod, exactly. <laughs> But the fact is, anyway, I came in late. I played it, and I didn't enjoy. I didn't really get why it would. It was held up as one of the paragons of games, you know. And I guess it is if you come in at the right time. If you played at the time when it came out, when it came out, it was crazy, revolutionary. Actually. But I mean, I, I still would like, even if I played Beyond at the time, I still think. I mean, that the hovercraft is still going to be bad then. Like yes, but maybe you wouldn't have so much stuff to compare it to. I mean, we did this. Uh, the podcast that we had a little while ago that we talked about remasters mm. and remakes mm. and I think this is part of the problem that unless you're prepared to rip some of the janky stuff out there's a real risk in making remasters or remakes or even going back yeah. to play old games well I think you that's know. yeah I think that that ties into my point of like yeah I think there's been better f- games since that have not received any kind of praise um, whereas yeah some of these older games are held up in such esteem um, like everyone's crazy these days for like a Beyond Good and Evil sequel, and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out if it comes out, but you know, does it deserve that, one? In my opinion, exist? not really. I thought there was a two. No, no, there's no. Oh, there's been two has been mooted for it's years. Basically, and yeah, years. the equivalent yeah. of Half Life Three, basically. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, there's Every there's some images, little... and they're definitely working on it to some degree. But yeah, again. I know, you know, I'm happy that people will get their sequel. Um, I mean, I've not got to the end, obviously. I kind of have read around that it kind of ends on a cliffhanger, maybe. So it makes sense to have a sequel. But yeah, and I don't know. <clears throat> Some of it seems a tad racist to me as well, but I Ooh. won't go too much into that. Um, I will say that the music in the, in the Akuda bar is, is fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it um, for sure. But nothing to write home nothing about. Nothing to write home about, in my opinion. I know that's going to, you know, people... So what What are your other two games? Because I'm really hoping you find something you enjoy in this mixed bag. <laughs> no, I, I think... Um, so my other two games, the ones I have left after this, will be Soma and Ori and the Blind Forest. I can't um, wait to see you play Soma. <laughs> Soma's going to be fun because I'm a big wuss when it comes to, to games. Like films, fine. But games, I still... I think it's that interactivity. Um, still... I have a hard time. Um, <clears throat> and Ori, I mean, I've, I've I played a bit of Ori back in the day, like maybe only about 10 minutes. So I'm obviously going to start again. It's a, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's a game that, again, I think it's like Hotline Miami. I'm going to find it quite challenging, but it's a beautiful game to look at. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, we'll, we'll check back in in a couple of weeks, see how you're doing. You know, it's your uh, turn. Tom. I think that leaves you, Tom. Yeah, well, I'm going to do something. I mean, you've you've warmed me up here. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to do something which we've never done on Go Play That. And it's sort of against our mission statement. We're all about sort of talking about the games we love. 
and but because of the challenge, because of the special circumstances, I am gonna absolutely tear a game to shreds. Because <laughs> we talked about not a hero the last time I did a podcast, so that's that's all been done and covered. Enjoyed that, but the second game that I've been playing for my 4AF challenge is Sticks Masters Master of Shadows. And holy shit. Holy sticks. Holy sticks. sticks. That is just, it's just one of the worst gaming experiences I've ever had. I love watching you playing it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, apparently, as a spectator sport, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least, you know, I think you, you definitely helped me get through my hideous time with Citizens of Earth by watching you have an even worse time, potentially. <laughs> so it was a public service. <laughs> It's it's just oh it's just everything about that game sucks and I I do apologize I don't want to offend anybody who worked on the game because I'm sure it takes a lot of talent and you know they obviously had big ideas but I think we discussed something the other day Stu and I I think it's quite true it's like they're one of these middle-sized teams it seems that have yep. enough money to do something but maybe not the manpower well, I, I think that's the territory when you get into some of the yeah i think you used the the word earlier so i'm gonna use it again the jankiest games like yeah tier you know yeah not super low budget indie lo-fi games and not triple a in that middle ground where yeah they don't have the resources you know monetary or people wise to to maybe pull off what they wanted to achieve and you're kind of stuck in this middle ground of you know a game that's just you know, hampered by its own ambition, basically. It's, the thing is that that I think that's part of the problem. Okay, so it's a stealth game. For the, for anybody who hasn't, you know, played it, it's a, it's supposed to be a stealth game. You're called the Master of Shadows. I did not feel like a master or a shadow at any point during this game. Well, I, I think my verdict on it is like, you know, a lot of games have those bad stealth sections that you hate. Um, mm -hmm. But this was a whole game that was a bad stealth section that you hate. It was just, yeah, I mean, that's part of the problem. You're supposed to be stealthy. Now, it, I, I kind of held it up because it kind of wants to be like an Assassin's Creed type thing to some extent. Like, you can do aerial assassinations. You can make a little clone goblin to go and hide in a, in a cupboard and jump out and kill a guy automatically. But the thing is, none of those skills are available to you at the start. You have to finish missions to get experience points to buy these skills. And on top of that, so so you can't fight and you can't really stealth. So what are you supposed to do? You know, you, you're supposed to just go on and die and get seen and run away and hide. And it's just, ah, it's awful, <laughs> you know. Plus, everything else about the game didn't help. The levels are enormous. Yes. Enormous. Yeah. I'm talking there. It took me two hours per level. <laughs> That's good. No, it's not good. Turn when you're, when you're trying to find a stealthy way through or you're trying to get to the exit, like there's one bit, I don't know if it's level two or level three, where it says like, you've done the mission. Now get back to the hideout. And for some reason, it gives you another 40 minutes of gameplay <laughs> just to get back to your base. After completing the main objectives of the mission. The, the NPCs respawn, right? That's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even, you know, that's not even counting the time I was killed by an enemy in a cutscene. 
<laughs> I get. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that was the overall theme of your your playthrough was yeah. dying. Dying. It was just dying. Right. I died because the character doesn't know how to jump from ledge to ledge. <laughs> I died because there's no context sensitive button for a character to hang from a ledge. You just have to walk off the edge of the ledge and hope your character grabs it. Hey, that happens in Beyond Good and Evil. Yay! So that's that's good. That's another plus point for thirteen-year-old uh, game mechanics. Okay. I I died because enemies spotted me. Because if you climb up onto a ledge, you auto mantle. You don't hang from the ledge. You automatically climb up onto it. So if you say, "Aha! I'm going to climb onto this little ledge and wait here." while the enemy passes. No, you automatically scamper up and go, I'm a goblin. You, again, you, you say that, but one of my criticisms of the game is that he doesn't sound like a goblin at all. <laughs> like, well, okay, so I was just going to list all the ways I've been dying, but uh, we can get into the voice acting, which is just awful. It's like, if you're making a game around the goblin, you know, how it's pretty easy to do a goblin voice. I think you did a better goblin voice whilst playing it than they have in the game. <laughs> well, because I didn't sound like an ornery cockney the entire way through. And yes, I was swearing gratuitously, but I wasn't doing it in the same sort of bad taste way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy the guy makes a dead wife joke. He gets, this is supposed to be, okay, he's a goblin. He's not a nice thing. But, you know, he makes a, a dead wife joke when he steals some ashes. He steals an urn with some ashes, and it's like, oh, it looks like the king's favorite possession was his dead wife. So, <laughs> master of shadows, but not master of tact. Or comedy. Yeah, or, or, or game. game. Or speaking in decent cadence, you know, or rhythm to make you anywhere emotionally attached to the, the, the creature. It is my understanding, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but they're working on a sequel. What are your thoughts that. on that? I was waiting for that. <laughs> You, is it day one for you? I'm thinking day one collector's edition with the little model I can put on my table. Nice. And then Do you know burn. What's, it called? what's the name of the sequel? Uh, Stick it up your bum. <laughs> it's called Master of Fuck Off. No, it's Shards of Darkness. <laughs> you see, I don't want to be. I don't want to be too mean. I'm sure all the people there are working their damnedest on this, but it's just. What I said, I said it several times during my streams of the game, is like, I don't understand how it passed playtesting. Somebody, many people possibly, sat down with that game and said, yeah, that's alright, I like that, ship it. Hmm. You know, it was just, every single thing about the game was frustrating. I'm, I'm really single... glad I watched you play it. I mean, back in the day, I was actually almost, you know, I wanted to buy that game, Um just because I was like, oh, this looks fairly interesting. I'll, I'll buy it. But then it obviously came out on PlayStation Plus. And... Which is the only positive yeah. point about the game was that it was free. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy I watched you play it because, yeah, I, now I don't need to play that game. So It was it was the gaming equivalent of Torment. And it, it, it was a game that I would, you know, I, I had it in my PS library. I got it on PS Plus And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll play it at some point. I'll play it at some point. So this game was, you know, I included it in my list for the 4 in February because I had the idea that I wanted to play it. After the first level, I mean, two and a half hours to finish the prologue. Get fucked. <laughs> you can't, you can't give somebody... You, it's, do you know how many enemies there are in the, fir- in the prologue? 149 <laughs> enemies or something like that. In a stealth game. Did you count them? 
No, it tells you at the end. Okay, that's nice. There's mission, that's nice there's mission stats. Yeah, yeah, there's mission stats, and it said enemies killed, enemies left alive. And there's around about 150 enemies in the prologue. You know? That's just not cricket. It's just not... You get, you get you know, normally in a stealth game, it's all about memorizing guard patterns, trying to use the environment to, to your advantage, this kind of thing. There's certain areas where you... Like, you come into an area, and there's like nine guards in alternating patrols, so there literally is no way through. Literally no way through. You're supposed to use your invisibility skill or your clone to distract them. But you can send your little clone off, and he'll die in one hit. And you have enemies who are elite marksmen. You know? So, I mean, when when the, the stealth fails, as it, you know, repeatedly did, as we all witnessed, is is <laughs> Styx um, competent in the art of combat, or is it pretty much dead? Styx is competent in the art of quick time parrying. Ooh, that sounds useful. Yeah, so you get locked into combat. If somebody gets close enough to you to swing a sword, you are locked into that fight. You can't flee. <laughs> Can I... You can't flee. You have to fight him. But you cannot take the initiative, despite the fact you've got a 12-inch long blade. Like, some people would call it a knife. I'd call it, like, a machete <laughs> at the very least. You cannot go on the offensive and attack. You have to wait so you for the enemy to swing. So it basically becomes a quick time event. Yeah, you have to press square at the right time to parry. So depending on the enemy, you you could parry one to three times. And can you be attacked by other en enemies while this is happening? You, well, they can be waiting for you. That's, so that's the thing nice is, of them, at least. Yeah. Well, no, because the problem is, you see, once you've parried your one to three times, then you get the quick time command to kill. When you kill, you are locked into that animation, and then the other enemies can hit you. Hmm. What about ranged attacks? Uh, range attacks will kill you in one hit later <laughs> on in the game. Insta-kill crossbows. Why did I ask? Uh, <laughs> yep, insta-kill. What else do they have? I mean, the guards have really good visual range. Hey, it's good good training for that army. I mean, really, yeah. I mean, they're guarding a tower that has no reason to exist particularly. But hey-ho, you know. The only way that I managed to finish this game and retain my sanity was that a, uh, a person who I'm going to call out by name, new official, that's N-O-O-W, official. He came into my stream and he basically told me that you could actually save. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that I, seems I, like I, pretty basic knowledge for anyone playing yes. a video game. But the game never tells you. The game never actually tells you you can save it. It's it's always like the auto-saving thing, you know. But the checkpoints, as I discovered, the checkpoints can be anywhere up to like 15 to 20 minutes progress apart. And a lot of the time you don't really know you've passed a checkpoint. It's kind of arbitrary. So every time I died, it was like, shit, how far do I have to go back now? And that led to a lot of frustration. So this guy came in and he was like, by the way, you do know you can quick save whenever you want. So I just then, from that moment on, which I think was level three or four, of eight, I just save scummed it all the way through the game. I made 10 meters progress, evaded a couple of enemies, save. Oof. Trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, all the way through the next eight hours of gameplay. Well, I mean, that that ties into another another opinion I had of this game, which is basically it look, looked and played and you utilized quick save like a PC game from the 90s, basically. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. It's something you mentioned early on. It did have that feel of a bit like Beyond Good and Evil, you know? There are a lot of mistakes that maybe you could have forgiven if it was a mid-90s. So we're basically saying if this was released 20 years ago, it'd be regarded as a classic and everyone would be demanding (laughs) Shards of Darkness. No, there'd there'd be a lot of people that'd be like, oh, you can't believe, man. Like, stealth games would have been so much harder back in the day. Like, I remember playing Sticks and, you know, guards could see you from 300 miles away and then kill you with this insta-kill crossbow. Again, I think we're basically just all confirming that it's like... It's not, you know, remember those days when games were harder. It's like, remember those days when there was, you know, less to compare to and games were pretty badly made. Badly made, yeah. But there was and a standard, you had... right? But that's the thing. I mean, this game, this game has no excuse for that. That's the problem. Like, if they'd have scaled down the levels, which are not in any way inspiring, something that Earl said every time he came no, into no, my street... No, no, well, unless he said it as well. I did say that. It always looks like you're in the same place. Well, yeah, he came in as well. He was saying the same thing. You both were saying that it looks like you're in the same place. And then after mission five, you literally are because you go back. (laughs) You get to a certain point in the in the in the tower that you're supposed to be in. And then you just go back. And hey, guess what? Everybody's respawned. And hey, guess what? Even puzzles like there's one really infuriating tile based floor puzzle which killed me a few times. I had to pass it several times because I would die later and the checkpoint was actually just before this puzzle. So even if I died like 10, it's basically before a very hard section. So I would die, come back, repeat the puzzle. Once I discovered, after passing the puzzle six or seven times, there was a lever you could pull to uh, switch off the puzzle. (laughs) I was like, sorted, because you can just run past it, no problem. Okay. Yeah, but coming back through the game with no evidence that anybody else, because you're in a secret area that nobody's supposed to know about, somebody's reset the fucking puzzle. (laughs) So coming back through the game eight hours later, you have to do the same puzzle again. And there's no point to it because you've done it. It doesn't change. I mean, I I don't want to jump too much back to Citizens of Earth because no one deserves that. But you, you did just remind me of another thing I hated about that game. Yeah, um, if you have the nerve of leaving one screen, you know, you're trying to, again, you're trying to explore, you're trying to work out where the hell that game wants you to go. You've had loads of battles, you've cleared everyone, and you have the nerve of going into a building or going to another screen. If you need to come back, yeah, all the enemies are back. So Yeah, yeah, it's basically this. this basically, I was just tallying up as I was going through. I was just tallying up all the mistakes that were made in this game. Like, all the critical errors that everybody slates a game for, like... Reusing environments, tick. Uh, you don't really have an escort mission. Well, you do. You have an escort mission at one point, so tick that. Uh, you have insta-fail stealth sections, so tick that. Uh, you have a janky jumping grabbing mechanism. You can't fight. You can't stealth. <laughs> Uh, you have level design which is so poor in general that you can't really tell where you are. A couple of times I'd actually gone a different route around a level and found myself back at the start. What? Yeah, I found like a secret passage or a little scampery hidey hole. I'm like, I'm going to go through here because everything I've learned from playing video games says that if you find the scampery hidey hole, that's probably an alternate route. 
No, it's an alternate route back to the bastard start of the level. So here's <laughs> the million dollar question. If they fixed all these problems that you had with the game, would it then be a day one for Shards of Darkness? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the fact that it's more likely to be Shards of Darkness. <laughs> shards of Darkness. Um, and I'm, pro- I'm not even going to touch it with, you know, somebody else's PlayStation. It's, you know... <sighs> There's not, there's nothing redeeming about it. Like, like I say, if this guy hadn't come in my stream, he was trying his best to help me through because he said he actually enjoyed it, but I didn't believe him. He's obviously um, a sadist. I, I, I blame it down to a childhood accident or something, you know. So, uh, yeah. I don't, it's just, it was just awful. So Funnily enough, again, someone came into my stream of Citizens of Earth and gave away a code for the game, and again, my response to that was, who? Why? What has someone done to deserve that? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, I, mean, I just I, had it lying around. I was like, cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I think the only, I think that's why Styx was on PS Plus because it was the only way you could foist. It was basically the video game equivalent Trojan of Wars. that U2. Yeah, it was that U2 album ah. on Apple. It was like that. It was like nobody wanted it. It's on your system <laughs> now. With Apple. Oh my God. Damning praise indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Styx is like U2. Yeah, you know, it you was know just oh, going to go to your house now. You know it's going to happen. I know, I know. I've brought it down upon on, upon myself. Yeah. But yeah, basically, I, I don't like to slate games. I know even for the worst games, people tend to pour their heart and well, soul. No, in I, it. I agree with that. It's like even the you know the worst film, the worst game is still more than I've done. So, yeah, so there is an element of that. But at the same time, it's just why did nobody stop it? <laughs> at at no point in that production somebody went actually this is a massive bag of shite and we probably shouldn't release it and to get a sequel i they must be loving that ps money that's all i'm saying like they must um, have got paid quite a bit for the ps plus i'm reading that they have a bigger budget bigger oh good bigger ideas big levels yeah bigger, bigger ideas. yeah uh, they're gonna use about a real four fucking jumping bigger, bigger goblins so big trolls. they're gonna use unreal four now so they're gonna Whoa. change the game completely well, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rage on it too much more because I'm sure we'll come back to this at some point. Yeah. But there's one moment that summed up the game entirely, and I think Bob captured it. I don't know if you saw the video. Um, basically, I'd failed a couple of times on this one checkpoint, and I had to climb up a wall. So there's things that you can grab onto which you can highlight using your special goblin vision, and it was like one, two, three, and up onto a ledge. I'd done it twice before. Because I'd, I'd failed further on in the game, and it reset me unfairly back. So here I go. I jump on the wall. One, two, try to go up onto the wall, onto the ledge. But no, my head bumps off a previously unseen texture that was sticking out of the wall somehow. <laughs> I fail the jump, fall into an abyss. And as I fall, the goblin goes, fuck you. <laughs> That, that sounds that almost redeeming. That was basically, I mean, it made me chuckle, but that was the, the entire experience I had with that game. It felt like whoever made it was just shouting. Well, I mean, don't they say if you make one person smile or laugh, then it was all worth it. So but basically now saying sticks was worth it. Final verdict, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Back of the box and ship it. Yeah. Ship it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> sticks. Not as bad as testicular impalement. <laughs> With sticks. With sticks, yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to leave that there because I could go on and on and on. But, you know, it's on YouTube. There's 16 hours or something of me playing that game. 16 hours. Grab some popcorn and have a good time. Well, I'm really hoping that Earl can work his magic and make a make a super cut of every time I say fuck you while playing that game. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, what, 14 hours at least? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, they're going to shave about an hour and a half off the runtime. 14 hours of loading screens and you swearing. I forgot about that. Yeah, really obnoxiously long loading times as well. There's another one for the tick list. The tickle list. The tickle list, yeah. Even getting to the point where it's loading for so long that you don't know if it's crashed or not. Those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. When the loading icon hangs see, for a few like, what Watching Twitch on my laptop can be a bit ropey with the Wi-Fi. So a lot of times I thought my internet was you know, failing when I was watching you stream because, yeah, it was just a loading screen for ages. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah, they would get to that beautiful little moment where the loading circle would hang for like four or five seconds. You'd be like, has it broken? Has it broken? And no. It didn't break. Oh. But that is the one redeeming feature that I played all 16 hours. I played through all eight missions, and it didn't crash that, or lock up. That, that's a damn impressive feat. Like I said, Citizens yeah. Earth crashed. Like like nobody's business. Well, once, but it was I, I started Grim Fandango, and I only have an hour and 20 minutes worth of gameplay, because the other hour, I just lost it when I was trying to save. It crashed in the save, yeah. yeah. So. so yeah, it, it is a stable piece of shit, but at the end of the day... It's- Piece of shit. So. <laughs> Nobody plays sticks, please. Save yourselves. And on that note. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we can call it there. We that was that was the night. first time I've in the history of go play that that I've I've vented my hate against a game. Uh, glad I was here. I, I, I feel bad. No, I mean this was you know we, I think we knew when we got this group together for this podcast is wasn't gonna be roses. <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, this is one of the the few games as well that I can honestly say that outside of the challenge, I wouldn't have finished it. And you can see, you can see in the trophies on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tom is a trophy whore, so if he doesn't have I the platinum, a, it's a bad game. I don't have platinum, and it hurts. But um, you can see, mission one, the prologue, has only been completed by fourteen point one percent. So that's a rare people. trophy. That's a very rare trophy. Now, if you then go to the end of Mission 1, that drops down to something like 6.4%. Mission 2 is like 3%, and then from then on, it's just a slow downward spiral to, I think, 1.2% of people have ever finished the game. So you're a pretty special person right now. I'm shiny. Yeah, I'm I'm rare. Somebody should come and collect me. But... uh, Somebody else did come into my stream and said he was going to the Platinum, and I just blocked him. <laughs> Reported him to the police. You don't yeah, you can't trust this, people this like that. This guy has probably killed people and done <laughs> yeah. some other he, fucked up he's stuff. Got, he's got loads of diaries locked away in his house somewhere, <laughs> where he writes yeah. down what the Again, those, those trophy stats definitely indicate to me that it's a game that needs a sequel. Yeah, yeah, when, when only 14.1% of people who own your game have actually played through the first mission... Mm-hmm. That scream sequel. That's the first hipster game, you know. Only a small percentage of people get it. Think it's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean this is the thing. I'm all for people, like you say, with Bloodborne. I bounced off it. I'm sorry. I couldn't. You know, 
couldn't force myself. I enjoyed the aesthetic. I enjoyed the sound. But mechanically, it's very good. It's just not my type of game. This just, it has nothing. Nothing that would entice you except a challenge or a loaded gun. There would be nothing to make you play that game. I mean, his his name is Sticks, but with an X. That's super cool. Yeah, and the best thing is you're not even Sticks. Ooh, spoiler. What? what? Yeah. Who are you? I'm actually intrigued. You're, yeah. Oh, you maybe missed that 20 seconds of story. Um, you're basically a clone of his because oh you God. can make a goblin clone. And then you are a clone of his that somehow didn't die after the expiry time. So where's the real Sticks? He's fucking about. He stabs you up a bit. What? And then runs off with all your shit. So there you go. That sounds That's pretty cool. That's another tick for the list. You even get a mission after getting all your skills. You like one of you like mission five or six. You can't use your skills or fight because you don't have a knife. Because sticks robs you of everything. So then in this super tough game, you already have. You can't even block. Trixie hobbits. See. Yeah. yeah. The final boss, uh, Maggie, Bob's wife, is the she... final boss. No, no, no. He does. We don't even find. I don't mean sticks. if we meant Maggie was the final boss. Uh, Maggie's the final boss, possibly in some other game, but uh, not this one. No, you don't. You don't even fight the final boss. You don't even fight Sticks. You confront him, and he unleashes four clone goblins against you, which you have to parry their attack or stealth kill them. Was this game written by George Lucas? Possibly. <laughs> All I hear is clones. Then, after you kill the four clones, guess what? He releases four invisible clones. Wow. How invisible are they? Can you see like a shimmery outline or? Predator, yeah, predator okay. invisible. Okay. But then they come at you, and you have to do the quick time parry and then kill. It sounds fun. It was amazing. And then, because I thought I would be fighting sticks or whatever, no, the 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 game ends on a fart. It's just a wet fart of a not even animated cutscene. Spoiler. No, it's but it's you know it's the ultimate insult. You don't even get an animated cutscene or anything at the end. You get a bit of story exposition mm-hmm. that goes on for too long, and is just single pictures with with voiceover, and then it ends and that's it done. And then they say, "Hey, now you can go back and replay those missions." <laughs> we insist. <laughs> yeah, please, because it might be more fun the second time around. Uh... <laughs> There's a reason I'm not going for the platinum, and there's a trophy in it, which is to get through all levels, never being detected. Uh, yeah, that that sounds achievable. I well, you saw some of my streams, but in general, I had a one third to fifty percent kill ratio, because everybody I saw, I had to murder, because it was easier than trying to sneak past them. I mean, I, I guess it was a nice. Um comparative to Bob playing Dishonored, which is like a, a good example of that genre. Yeah, that's a great stealth game. You know, if you want to be stealthy or if you want to be killy, you can do both. Yeah. Styx is like the inverse. You can neither be stealthy nor killy. I don't even think killy is a word. I've got myself far too angry. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we call it there? I, I think we better before we, um, we, <laughs> we just die of bitterness. <laughs> so, yes, I'm going to go eat a lemon and calm myself down. I was going to have some toast with pate. Ooh, get you fancy yeah, pants. So I'm, I'm on a pate kick right now. After after Earl starts editing this podcast, we're going to have, what, 10 good minutes? <laughs> well, to be fair, if he edited every podcast, probably we'd only have 10 <laughs> Okay, so there's a standard to, uh, 
to keep yeah. minting. Anyway, let's get out of here and enjoy our evenings. We've been uh, Go Play That. Please do check out the archives of our streams on our YouTube channel. Just search for Go Play That and the playlist will pop up. Uh, you can also give us a follow on Twitter if you're not doing so already. And check out our website, goplaythat.com. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Yeah.